Hey, I'm Violent J, and I'm here, well, I'm here to kick your ass. And I'm here to suck your nuts. <laughs> uh, B6 Podcast! Yes! The best podcast in the whole psychopathic family, baby! Running with the hatchet. You can't match it. We got rid of those cloud-style dweebs. <laughs> and now <laughs> we got we got much clown love. Woo-woo. This is the Super B6 Podcast 20-Year Gathering Special. I don't even know how magnets work. <laughs> but I know that I got a trunk full of Fago and a car full of fat bitches. It's getting clown in here, so pour out your Fago. It is getting clown in here. Much, much clown love. <laughs> you know who else we got love for? We got love for... Quatis T-Shirt Company. Teeing off. And Dad Dude Saint. Satan. He's got your back for all your custom tea needs, including sublimation, heat, transfer, vinyl, and decals. Special gifts, sports team shirts for your leagues. You know, everybody runs them leagues. Concert merchandise, t-shirts for any occasion. If you need a custom graphic on a shirt, he'll do it with a smile. Delivered to you in individually wrapped sealed packages. And for an additional fee, you can also include your own business cards sealed within said packages to deliver to your clientele. It would be wonderful. Hit up Qualities T-Shirt Company today. And then there's Monster Wear Clothing for all your small run or bulk orders on decals, stickers, T-shirts, hoodies, glass, hats, wear everywhere, jerseys, hockey masks, hand-painted, custom-crafted, beautiful artwork. With custom graphics and logo design services offered, Monster Wear Clothing has got you covered. And that's my homeboy, Corey Matthews. Currently living in Lindstrom, Minnesota. Lindstrom! Yes, yes. Support local friends. And if you're, you know, one of our many listeners from outside of the Minnesota bubble, move here so you can support local friends. And if you're going to support local, you might as well go to local music festivals. And there is one no... One of the top five music festivals in the state, according to City Pages this year. Oh, one of the top five festivals in the world, according to Beef Sticks Podcast. Yes, indeed. We're talking about the most out-of-this-world podcast, the Galactic Get Down. Yes, folks, this is the fourth annual Galactic Get Down, and it's coming up soon. Too soon? Not soon enough? Maybe a little of both. I don't know. July 18th it's a lot of both. through the 20th, <laughs> this year, Outback Ranch, Houston, Minnesota. Do not miss it. They're going to have the lowest pair. Lower than Pacey's pair, which seems to hang pretty low. Pretty low. I got to wear extra long shorts. We got Luminos, Tony Tree Thompson, Chase McKay, Jeremy Beeman, Danny Reese, Tyler Rinney, the Bob Pat Band, Chase Ingram, Mikey D, Whiskey for the Lady, High Rise, Granola, Hot Pink Hangover, 
And of course, horse, horsted. It's horsted. Horsted, I tell you, by your... They are hung like some stallions. I'm telling you, talk about a low-hanging pair. <laughs> horsted by your funky friends, Dead Larry. Of course, as always, brought to you also by Vicarious Visions and Seahorse Productions. Hmm. Folks, hey, it's Dead coming Larry, out. by the time this episode releases, we'll also have a brand new music video brand out there circulating. Video. Yes, yes. Make sure to check it out. You want to be... In the know. So when they bust out a song on stage, you know what they're singing. You don't want to be the one jackass just just mouthing it and kind of bobbing back and forth. You want to be <laughs> yeah, the guy Mac. You want to be the guy who isn't even fucking worried about what the lyrics are and is just down in the slap bag. <laughs> Wait, there's a concert going on? Holy shit, when I'm did all this about happen? This wine. Slap it a bag. Yes, folks. Galactic Get Down. Be there. Check out your friends at Cloud Style Broadcasting. Of course, we as always, we have our booth there. Come visit us. We're going to have games. We're going to be recording. We're going to do interviews. We're going to have a lot of fun stuff for you. We'll have some swag. And just BS with us. Tell us how much you love us. Again, Galactic Get Down Outer Space themed music and camping festival. Outback Ranch, Houston, Minnesota. Of course, that is Thursday, July 18th through Saturday the 28th. Interstellar, baby. Oh, it's going to be so good. I can't wait. I can't wait. The anxious part of me is like, don't even go. Just stay home. Lock yourself in your closet and stay home. And I'm like, nope. Oh, this is the one time of the year I get to go out and just live freely. I'm trapped in the closet. <laughs> Somebody let me out. It takes me back to that South Park episode. That was kind of the point, buddy. Yes. That's kind of the point. I'll never come out. Love it. Well, as we've been doing lately, folks, it is time for This Week in Pro Wrestling History. This time we're taking you all the way back to June 24th, 2001, when Double C, that's Claudio Castagnoli, a.k.a. Cesaro, defeated Ares and the Scorpion. Not Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. Get over here! <laughs> in a three-way tournament finale in Solgen, Switzerland, to win the vacant Swiss Wrestling Federation Powerhouse Championship. I'm glad that we're all throwing ends in random places. It isn't just me. (laughs) I throw an extra R in at horse. I got Ghostbusters on the mind. Bankman. Um, Yes, folks. That's why you listen to Beefsticks Podcast. We'll give you some of the the most obvious of, of news. Sometimes, but then we'll we'll let you know about something like good old uh, Cesaro, Claudio Castagnoli, winning the Swiss oh, yeah. Wrestling Federation Powerhouse Championship, which I'm sure a majority of you folks listening didn't even know existed. But now you do. See, B6 Podcast, we're fueling your pub trivia. Damn right. Pubbing it up. And you're going to need a pub trivia when you hit up the uh, Impact Wrestling Bash at Brewery, baby. It's, yes, indeed. Uh, and that's, that's coming up later on in the show, but it just seemed like an, an amazing segue. That is a really good segue. We should almost reorganize the show around it. Nope. Nope. Because folks, it wouldn't be the top story, would it? There's a huge top story that popped up just last night, late last night, early this morning. And it's actually, it's pretty big. 
The news is Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman have signed with WWE as executive directors of SmackDown and Raw, respectively. Meaning Holy Bischoff shit. with SmackDown, Heyman with Raw. So what you mean is they're going to be the newest guys to to be Vince's yes men, and nothing's going to change on the show? Probably, um, but the the positive thing is this is legit. This isn't a, a storyline thing. It could, I mean, they could bring it. I wish story it was storyline. I want both of them to be in power positions on TV. But um, it's it's different and it's cool. PW Insider confirms an offer was issued to Heyman to come on board full time as a top member of the creative team around the same time that Bruce Pritchard was brought back, actually, as the senior vice president. Heyman has been in the inner circle of the creative process for some time now without a, an official title, actually. he's He's been working on certain storylines with talents such as Ronda Rousey, as we've talked about. Of course, Brock Lesnar, Alexa Bliss has said that he's worked with her and even others, dating back uh, far beyond that point, even. Now, Bischoff, on the other hand, has been working on pre-production of the planned Netflix Hulk Hogan biography film. He's been upfront and vocal about that, and he's also had a slew of personal appearances booked, but pasty. Over the last week, though, he quietly began canceling those appearance dates. So, you know, put two and two together, follow the dotted line. It's likely that that's when they came to official terms, both he yeah, and Yeah, but WWE. whatever happened to fulfilling your prior obligations? Money talks. Everything else walks, buddy. We are told... Uh, ask ask Conrad Thompson about that. He can't even get his fucking father-in-law to show up to any of his fucking events. Right? Well, you can say goodbye <laughs> to Bischoff now, too. Oh, we are told that he would, <laughs> he would be working directly with Fox as WWE builds a relationship with the new home of SmackDown. And Pasty, one would assume WWE approached him about the role due to his previous work in collaborating with both Turner Broadcasting, Spike, and even the other networks that he's dealt with in the past for both wrestling and non-wrestling products. Oh, right. Not to mention, he has a he has a pretty decent tenure as a general manager of Raw. <laughs> right? It was good times when he was in charge. Now, allegedly, um, they will be overseeing all aspects of their individual series. They are now the top of the pyramid, folks. But, obviously, as we all know, Vince McMahon will always have the final say. One WWE source compared their roles to Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, a.k.a. Paul Levesque, in NXT, in that they will be in charge, but, of course, it's still Vince's baby, and he's going to coddle the baby as he wants. The move will yeah. allow WWE, though, to establish quote, two distinct creative processes for its flagship shows, which is key. It will be, if indeed they have as much power as Triple H does on NXT, which, I mean, obviously there's a notable difference between NXT and Raw and SmackDown currently. Correct. If they have that much power and Vince is the only one that's above them, that could be a beautiful thing. Let's keep in Although, mind, don't you see Triple H maybe being jealous? Well, let's keep in mind, Pasty, even if they have all that power and only Vince McMahon is on top of them, you still have to add the asterisks of, well, Fox's network presidents are above them and USA network yeah, presidents yeah. are above them. So they, they still well, they have seem other to people be above to answer Vince. to. They're making some changes happen finally. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, like you said about uh, Triple H, and I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to make that point. There's people who have said, like, why Why was Triple H jumped? Why wasn't Triple H given this 
either for both shows or one or the other. Why not Paul unless, Heyman unless and Triple H? Unless he was offered it and he said, well, I got all this going on with NXT and NXT UK. I mean, if he is active with both of those, he's got to be doing hellacious amount of traveling just between those, let alone think, Raw and SmackDown appearances. I, I don't know Triple H personally, but I have a feeling his ego would, would jump at being either SmackDown or Raw and get away <laughs> oh, from yeah. NXT. Oh, yeah. He quickly turned into Vince McMahon with no sleep. I, I would think so. I don't know. Hmm. Could be wrong. What you just what you just laid out could have possibly happened, but... This is this is really really interesting. Now, as somewhat as you it's mentioned, it's also a earlier, great way to secure Bischoff and Heyman from ever working with AEW. You know what I mean? That is true, and they're both brilliant minds who have ran their own wrestling companies in, in the past and successfully. So, not only is that positive for WWE, but that also looks good to Fox and NBC, which owns um, USA. Yes, that that is a positive. You also have the fact that, um, as you mentioned, they were both general managers, uh, almost actually, at the same time. Even they were, but of, of the opposite shows, Eric Bischoff was uh, Raw and Heyman was SmackDown. Yes, but at that time, even though they had some creative influence, they were on-air personalities and weren't actually behind the scenes. So it's hard to connect the two. Um, even though it's been noted that they did have some creative influence. I am a firm believer that this is a super positive for WWE if if they really experiment with it. And the past has shown they don't like to. They'll try something for two and a half months, maybe, and then cut it off. The other thing, too, that I'm wondering, Pasty, is, is all of this uh, smoke and mirrors, so to say? And I'm not trying to not trying to get into uh, Spider-Man's uh, Far From Home as Mysterio in the smoke and mirrors <laughs> goes, but could this be WWE or even just Vince throwing these two names out there, these two faces, giving them paychecks and official titles, and uh, kind of like you alluded to earlier, not really changing anything, mm-hmm. but just, just giving them the, off the illusion. Well, well, not even just that, but that's true. But also giving the illusion that he's making changes, that things are different, <laughs> that we, we know something's wrong, so we're doing something, guys. We're changing. We're giving you people that you like. You like Eric Bischoff. You like Paul Heyman. And then still behind the but scenes. They won't be on the screen. <laughs> They're almost almost basically uh, uh, puppets, as, as as if they were uh, Bray Wyatt's funhouse. You know, <laughs> truly. Uh, either way, I guess I'm I'm excited to see where this goes because WWE is literally at an all time low, and we'll get into that and more that we actually alluded to here in the last few seconds very shortly. True. Oh, it couldn't hurt. Let's put it that way. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely not hurting anything at this point. I mean, our truth is the best thing you got going right now. That speaks volumes. Yeah. Yeah. Two. um, I wouldn't call the funhouse a joke segment, but yeah, let's just say two, two Gaga segments. Yeah. Two segments that aren't about wrestling or fantasy segments there. Yeah. Yes. Um, basically, even though WWE isn't giving us the best in the WWE universe, Ring of Honor is going to try to give us the best in the world. Yes, they are. So with that, we have Ring of Honor's 2019 Best in the World pay-per-view predictions. That's right. Beef sticks picks, baby. Picking the dicks. (laughs) 
<laughs> sometimes the chicks. Depends on the matchups. You know, sometimes chicks with dicks. It's hey, 2019. It is. They all deserve the loving. That's kind of 2006, though, isn't it? <laughs> it rhymes. It's got to be true. Chicks with dicks is so 2006. I'm going to write a rap. There you go. Yes. So the pre-show sees Roosh versus Fleep Gordon. Roosh. Roosh. Um, I like Roosh. Like, I give it to Flip. And I think if, if anybody goes to AEW from ROH in the near future, Flip would be the guy. He was the one getting real buddy-buddy with the Elite before everything started going down. And so ROH wants to keep him happy, I would assume. Yeah, you know, I could see both of these guys actually fitting in very well in AEW, mm-hmm. um, especially Roosh with the um, international market, which they're obviously trying to tap into mm-hmm. at this moment. Flip Gordon was that uh, double or nothing, though, in the backstage segments and shit. That's true. That's mm-hmm. true. Um, I'm going to go with Roosh. Roosh has been making a name for himself. He's been getting pushed. And... Uh, not that Flip Gordon hasn't even had a uh, a feud with Billy Ray where he won. So, obviously, Flip's being pushed. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with Roosh. I think, I think Flip... I think Flip is, is where he needs to be right now. He could always grow from here, but I think he needs to move on to grow from here. I think Roosh could really use this one, so I'm, I'm going with Roosh. Of course, folks, this is the pre-show, so as we've mentioned in the past, pre-show doesn't mean shit. So we're just telling you our picks for uh, bro points, not real points. Bro points. Oh, what a world it is coming in in the first match. We've got Jay Lethal versus Kenny King. This one is just going to be an amazing match. It's crazy that it'll be kicking it off. It'll, It'll set it off to the right pace, that's for sure. It definitely will. These two have met in the past before. Uh, two of my, anybody who's listened to the show, two of my favorite wrestlers. Uh-huh. I love both of these guys. I'm always a Kenny King mark. I'm always a Jay Lethal mark. Um, the, I might like the character Kenny King a little more. I might think that Jay Lethal is a slightly better professional wrestler all around. Obviously, Jay Lethal has the accolades with uh, all the titles that he's won. Which means it's kind of time to start passing it down, doesn't it? It definitely, this would be a good torch to pass to Kenny King. The only thing is, they always seem to sleep on Kenny King, and I don't think he's going to be the person that anybody passes a torch to, at least not in Ring of Honor. I'm going to stick with Lethal. I think Lethal takes it because they just, every time I every, every time I bet on Kenny King, and, and I'm sorry for the pun because he's a Las Vegas native, but every time I bet on Kenny King, I go up empty, man. Well, I just, I look at the card and it's Jay Lethal without a championship in the first match versus Kenny King, who's, I mean, he's been around for a while, but he's still an up and comer. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta say King is going to take this one just for his location on the card. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be bad. And, and honestly, I could see either of these guys winning and I'm okay with either of them winning. Right. And, and as always, the card could be in a different order, but... Usually outside of WWE, they're pretty good about that. Usually. Usually. Up next, we got what I hope um, both AEW and WWE adopt at some point soon. Mm-hmm. And that is a six-man tag, or sometimes called a trios tag championship. 
We got Villain Enterprises, of course, Marty Skrull, the villain, Brody King, and the resurrection of PCO. I can't believe this motherfucker is as badass as he is for all <laughs> of us that watched him in the lately. 80s, it's 90s. Pretty crazy. Oh, and they're taking on Mark Haskins, Tracy Williams, and PJ Black. Yes. Oh, boy. Well... Marty Skrull's contract was only for a little while longer than the rest of the elites. And he may be on top of the world, but you know he wants to get back with his boys. And I don't know when his contract is up exactly, but I, I gotta think Haskins, Williams, and Black can take him out. I think the villain needs to come home. And I think if he does it by a fight for the fallen, that'd be pretty wonderful. So I, I didn't put this into to my thought process of who wins or not, as you did. But I have thought about Marty Skrull and AEW, um, unrelated to this match. And my thought is Marty Skrull's doing so good in Ring of Honor, and he is so amazing, and AEW is so stacked. I would love to see, and I would almost say it would behoove Marty to actually stay out of AEW for a few years, six months, a year, two oh. years. See, I think three like years yeah, is even no, feasible. Like yeah. right about the time Jericho leaves, then you go in. And he could come in and be a huge deal and have a already written storyline there. Yeah. So I would love to see Marty. And if Marty joins AEW tomorrow, I'll mark out and I'll watch every match. I'm not saying that, but I would love to see Marty actually hold off for himself and for AEW. Dude, you Skrull want him to have fresh Moxley stuff. Would be some shit, wouldn't it? Yeah, but we want to see him have some fresh stuff in the future. You can't blow your whole load right away, and you can't just rely on former WWE guys. It can't be, okay, now we got this great group of talent, and now we're just going to bring in new guys when they leave WWE. That That's not going to work. Yeah. So I would love to see Marty Skrull stay out for... Like I said, between six six months to three years, depending could, on how it goes. And I guess where he stands with Ring of Honor, he could be the top guy at Ring of Honor for the next few years. Oh, he could be champion multiple multiple times over. I mean, they're in a rebuilding process right now, partly because of AEW. Yes. So I, I'm going to pick the, um, the Villa Enterprises just because I'm a huge fan of these three guys. And other than PJ Black, I'm not a huge fan of, of the other two, um, Haskins or Williams. So, uh... Yeah, I'm loving it. So I'm picking Villain Enterprises. We're going to go VE, baby. Which moves on to the tag team match we have, a women's tag team match. The women's champion of Ring of Honor, Kelly Klein, is teaming up with Jenny Rose to take on the allure, which Velvet Sky insists to us is nothing like the beautiful people, which is the team of Angelina Love and Mandy Leone. Of course with the the managerial skills of Velvet Sky. <laughs> Nothing at all like the beautiful people. Nothing. Why would you even think that, Pasty? Just thoughts, I guess. Ay, ay, ay. I gotta go with the, uh, the allure here. I yeah, mean, I they're established. <laughs> the beautiful people. 
Yeah, and they're definitely, ROH is definitely pushing this stable. And hey, as great as the beautiful people did in NWA slash Impact, there's no reason you shouldn't push this. And Angelina Love has grown into an amazing wrestler. Velvet Sky, obviously, she's a great wrestler. She's got a great mind. Plus, she talks to Bully Ray every night. You know, I can't imagine they're always talking about pro wrestling, but she has to have learned a thing or two from Bully Ray. Right, right. And Mandy Leone, I mean, she is a great up-and-comer who's going to be making moves. Never sell Kelly Klein short, but I think, and this is more WWE thinking than Ring of Honor thinking or any other company, but whenever you have the champ in a non-title match, which this is obviously not for Kelly Klein's title, they usually end up losing, and Jenny Rose would probably take the pin. So that's another kind of given. I'm with you, the allure. Mm -hmm. I think this is a gimme. Oh, yeah, definitely. Where's Madison Rain? Uh, Madison Rain is actually going to be showing up at um, not Fighter uh, Fight of the Fallen, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think I think I did hear that. Um, so she needs to join up with the allure. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be great. But just keep Lacey Von Eric away from him. <laughs> I know they're pushing the Von Erics in MLW, but let's keep Lacey out of this. I actually I don't even really remember Lacey Von Eric and the beautiful people. Oh my god, she is she's got the name and she's got legs, but she has no talent or charisma. Well, that's kind let's of a problem when you're a wrestler. Yes. 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 So up next, we've got the pure or scientific rules match with Silas Young versus Jonathan Gresham. What the fuck is this? We've got the last real man versus the octopus, Pacey. This is a uh, just what it says. This is a pure match. This isn't fucking uh, 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 punching fists and jumping off turnbuckles. This is you're in the middle of the ring. You can't go out of the ring. If your mat, if your shoulders are on the ground, that's it. You know, it's uh, this is a pure scientific rules match. We're not fucking around with pro wrestling. We're going straight up old Greco school. Roman. We're Greco Roman, straight bucket naked <laughs> like they used to do it. <sighs> that's how they led into so many orgies, right? Hey, that's how you and I met, Luke. Uh huh. College, gotta love it. So this one, it, this one, really hurt me, Pasty, because the pure scientific rules go in the favor of Jonathan Gresham, who is such an amazing uh, um, tactician of the mat and such an amazing master of holds that his nickname is the Octopus because he can stretch you any which way. And he seems like he's got eight arms at once. But sometimes in pro wrestling, that means, obviously, this is their match, so they're going to lose. And, the, and the, you know, the uh, underdog is going to come through. It's hard to see Silas Young as an underdog ever. But He was with in Mercy this case, Bruiser, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's where I remember him from. So, um... Yeah, this definitely wouldn't be his wheelhouse. He's more of a smash and pound kind of guy. He definitely is. He's the last real man. But with that being said, I am just going to go the safe bet. I think Jonathan Gresham is going to get a if if ROH is smart, he's going to get a huge push. So I'm hoping he gets a huge push. I, I think Silas would be fine doing the honors for him, especially in something like this. I'm going to go with the octopus Gresham. 
Uh, I'm gonna play the other side of the road. I'm gonna go with Silas Young, just for shits and giggles. Well, there's a lot going for that, as I right. as I just laid out. Right. I mean, if all you got to do is get his shoulders to the mat, you know, it's there's a chance. I don't know. I haven't kept up on the weekly series of ROH. Honestly, the only weekly series I've kept up on is MLW, and yeah. I hate to say it, but it's true. So I almost wonder sure. if there's like judges, and if it goes to th- rounds or whatever, their judges determine who wins. Which it. we're gonna get into later on too, yes. which is gonna be interesting. So yeah, I'm not sure, but obviously this is set up to be Gresham's wheelhouse, and obviously to be something young is definitely not used to. Yeah. Um, so good. I'm glad we're both picking opposites there because this one, this one's gonna be an interesting match. It could be great or it could be awful, depending on the chemistry. Yeah. Well, the next match will definitely not be awful because it's a tag team match featuring the Briscoes. Them boys. And not only that, but they're taking on NWA World Champ Nick Aldis and a partner who's to be determined. Which is also our tiebreaker for the week, Fat Mac. That is. And of course, folks, if you didn't know, he was Nick Aldis was supposed to be teaming up with NWA and national champion Colt Cabana, but he's tied up due to lawyers and CM Oh wait, no, that's a story coming up. No, he's <laughs> injured. He got a staff infection. Um we might talk about actually I'll just knock that one out right now. Hey, don't take your medication get, to the airport. Oh, that was a yeast infection. Yeah, that's My a bad. yeast infection. Or maybe Sorry, I don't even have that on there. Anyways. <laughs> uh so yeah, anyways, he has a staff infection and uh he's not gonna be able to make it. So he's out. And to be determines in, this is a good time to bust out the tiebreaker, Pasty, as you mentioned. Yes, indeed. And our tiebreaker for the week is, will David Arquette be Nick Aldis's partner? Now, beforehand, there was two options here, but I like to live dangerously, and the option was up to me, so I chose David Arquette, and I chose yes. So easily, I think anybody in the uh, Las Vegas betting odds would say that the answer being no is probably favorable. So you are living dangerously. Albeit this only matters if I we really even have hope a David Arquette isn't isn't um, exclusive to NWA. Um, which, uh, yeah, we didn't mention that. That's what Nick Aldis came out and said. He he had a YouTube video saying that he knows who his partner is going to be. He won't uh, expose it until the pay per view, but he can say that his partner has just signed an exclusive deal to NWA. Now that could mean somebody who isn't in NWA who just signed on. But remember. I think there's only like three people who are exclusive in NWA. So that could easily be somebody who's been wrestling in NWA for quite a while and is just now buckling down and committing. Yeah, it'll be really interesting to see how that plans out. I just know I want to see David Arquette versus Green Arrow in an AEW ring. Green Arrow. Why not? Why not? It'd be a good one. It's a great one. Oh, so what do you got, Pasty? Oh, boy. Them boys. I always got to pick the Briscoes. In a tag match, it's hard to go against the Briscoes, <laughs> honestly. Especially if Nick Aldis is tagging with somebody who he doesn't normally tag with. It's like, well, the Briscoes are going to hand you your ass then. That is true. Um, just um, Just to do it, 
I'm going to go with Team NWA just because we don't even know who it's going to be. Maybe it's Mama Briscoe. It's Hulk Hogan. Maybe Mama Briscoe's son. Maybe Hulk Hogan's thermos. <laughs> it's Hulk Hogan's thermos. <laughs> Let me tell you something, brother. Terry Balea's penis isn't much, but Hulk Hogan's penis is teaming <laughs> with NWA World Heavyweight Champion Nick Aldis to take on the Briscoes. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just hope, I hope like hell that Hulk Hogan has his pubes shaved in a Fu Manchu. It would he bother should. me if it wasn't. Yeah, the, the the carpet should match the drapes, right? Exactly. That, yeah, right there. And he's got to have some saying. black pubes and some blonde ones too. Well, yeah, he's got to have it black around the sides, and then the blonde Fu Manchu. He doesn't shave it clean. He just like raise or, or trims it down, and that's all black and short. <laughs> or he could just do it like he does with his face and just fucking paint it on. There you go. <laughs> why not? Uh, why don't more people do that? Why don't more people? My beard is such a light color. Some days, some days I'm like, I wish I could just black grease my beard to make it look better. You know, just put grease on it. Just straight out of the car. Why is your beard green? I used grease. <laughs> it just reaches under the car. <laughs> Rubs it up. I thought Grease was black. I watched Grease the movie and his hair was black. Grease Lightning. You son of a bitch. It's pink. I know, it's pink. I, I know for a fact Nick Aldis is going to bring the fight to the Briscoes, though, so this is going to be a hell of a match either way. Nick Aldis, the former Magnus, the current uh, husband of Mickey James, he always puts on a good match. I like him. He is very... Um, very undersold in the pro wrestling community, I think. I don't think he gets enough due. When he was in Impact, His partner's gonna when be he's Joey in Ryan. NWA, anywhere. I thought about that, but I, <laughs> with his whole spiel about being independent, I couldn't see him. Right. I couldn't see him buckling down to NWA. I could see him buckling down to MLW, to Impact, to AEW, of course. I couldn't see him buckling down to NWA. No offense to NWA, but they are at the bottom of that list. Let's it would be very be interesting to see him team up with Aldis versus the Briscoes. That match that would, would be, be so all over the place. It would be different. <laughs> would I, be, I would almost say maybe it wouldn't even be good. You don't know. You don't know how, how styles will mesh. Right. Um, and we actually have that case coming up in the next match, Pasty. This is just a single one-on-one uh, match, but we have Dalton Castle who you and I both love and respect, taking on Dragon Lee, who, of course, has super busted out lately and has been making a name for himself in every promotion that'll put him on there. And he he's always talked about after every show. Yes, he is. There's one problem, though. What's he's that? not Dalton Castle. He's not Dalton Castle. <laughs> he doesn't have the boys. And um, with that being said, Pacey, I hate that I'm just Ring of Honor has the boys there. and them boys. God damn it. They, sh- they should be in a match against it. What if them boys took the boys? <laughs> Made them work on Marty's their chicken Skrull farm. needs to change the villain all enterprises. He, or he needs to just call Brody King and PCO those boys. Those or boys. my boys. Them boys, the boys, some those boys. boys, some boys. Villainous boys. <laughs> Boys in the hood, boys to men. That's the new LA tag team. Boys in the hood. Um, yeah, um, I, I'm picking Dalton Castle. Um, yeah. This should be a, a fun match, but I'm picking call it Castle. Uh, I love him. I love him so much too. I'd also love to see him lose a bunch of Ring of Honor and get sick of being there and go to AEW. But 
I like we that he gives me a good reason. Right I know, I know, and he gives me Otherwise, a good reason no to watch fun. Ring of Honor. Yeah, and he's good there. I just I can't help but salivate over the wrestlers I want to see in AEW. It's something that's it's, it's always going to be a thing. It's just going to be like what we used to be like with WWE. I can't wait to see this guy in WWE. Now it's like, well, please, you know for the love of fucking God, stay away from that fucking black hole of a company. But I'm always taken back to, like, WCW and Impact, who used to have some of the best rosters of all time. But when you have that many, especially WCW in their heyday, they had so many great wrestlers. It, it, actually, WWE has this exact same problem now, but they're also not writing well. But it's that you have so many great wrestlers, it's like you have to job some of them out. Some you of know, them have to be mid-carters. Not everybody can be your heavyweight champion, and not everybody can be in the main event. I read somewhere that WWE employs almost 200 superstars. There ain't 200 makes, superstars yeah, getting sense. seeing the light of day in the ring by any no. means. No, and that's including all shows. Yeah, even. I mean, I'm sure that probably I don't know if that counts because I guess you got to get a contract before you go on Ring of Honor and shit. So, so the people in the PC wouldn't even count towards that total. I, I would assume not. Uh, I would assume they would performers. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know because they're, the they're not. They're not. They're not. Contracts. If they're not on TV, though, they wouldn't have a TV contract yet. So I don't know if they would be. I don't know. But they're contracted performers. It's just crazy to think that they've got a, a 200-ish person roster. Why yeah, the fuck do you need that many people when you got two sh- two weekly shows? Because they can afford it, <sighs> and because they have. But it more just than goes to prove all shows. you're trying to do is keep these people from going somewhere else. Yeah, but they've also got two hundred five live, and they've got NXT, and they've got house shows, and they got NXT UK, and I mean, and they've got people over in Evolve, and I mean, they've they've got people. Yeah. You, obviously, they're not using them all to their full the potential. Yeah, yeah it, is. it is actually okay. good. Uh, <laughs> I knew what you were saying. Uh-huh, that's good. I should but, just. I'm just gonna do that for now. And I'll allude to uh, it, and then and then I don't have to say something. You'll be like, "Oh, we'll talk about it later." <laughs> obviously, not everybody can be on TV, but two people that will be on TV are the Ring of Honor Television Champion Shane Taylor defending his title against another guy who's been making so many waves yeah, in the yes. wrestling community in the last Ooh. year, Bandito. Bandito. And I think Bandito wins it. He's he's the one who's teaming with uh, Lucha Brothers, isn't he? No, he's no? not. Laredo Kid is. Okay, Bandito did recently, though, didn't he? He was teaming with Bandito somebody. Bandito did, correct, yeah, okay. he did. Okay, okay. I, I knew I Bandito saw was, him. Bandito, wasn't he in the all-in one where there was like a five-minute match? Yeah the, the, yeah, the main event thing with Rey Mysterio. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it was Mysterio, Bandito, and the Lucha Brothers versus... Yeah. Matt, Nick, and I don't know. No, it was it was Bandito, Rey Mysterio, and Phoenix. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Versus, uh, versus Pentagon and 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 the, no, 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 Pentagon wasn't in it. He it wasn't? was uh, Matt, Nick, and uh, whoever the third guy was. Was it Omega? No, whoever the third guy was. Nobody knows what it was. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It wasn't AEW it doesn't anyway. Matter. Doesn't matter. The thing that sucks is like, who, who's gonna put out that DVD? You know what I mean? Like when it's time to have have all in on oh, DVD. Oh man, I wanted to bring this up to you, and I've never found the right time. Ring of Honor, obviously, I think owns that's, the rights that's, to it. That's my that's my understanding of it. 
because they're the ones that produced it through the help of, uh, you know, these guys, uh, Cody and the Bucks put it on, but Ring of Honor produced it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, somebody's going to have to either sell or rent the rights. It's, out basically, because... it's basically Ring of Honor in New Japan because they had the streaming rights for it. You watch yeah. it on Honor Club or New Japan streaming service. Correct, but New, New Japan just bought the rights to stream it. Right. Um, Ring of Honor actually, you know, produced it. So, yeah, that's... I'm glad you brought that up because I've never had a good time to bring that up. And, and if there was a good time, I didn't think about it I think at they the should time. do the high road and sell it back to AEW for an insane amount of money. Just, I think that would be smart. Pay, or even I'm sure they'll it. pay anything for it, you know? A few million. Or how about this? They sell it to AEW with the right to still use it on their DVDs. There you go. So AEW, you pay this amount, you can put it on anything you want and show it whenever you want, but we can also put it on whatever we want, mm-hmm. whenever we want. And it cross-promotes both companies. Yes. I won't say All In was the spark, but it was definitely the fuse. Um, yeah, yeah. I'd say it's I would the say it was the fuse. spark. Yeah. I would call it the spark. And then the kaboom would have been double or nothing. I don't know. The kaboom doesn't come till all out, baby. The kaboom might not even happen until, you know, 2020. I don't know. <laughs> With that being mm, said. I do have clarification from the other week, too. Uh, Fighter Fest, ooh, ooh, Fighter ooh, Fest ooh. is teaming with CEO Gaming uh, Convention or whatever. So that's where the gaming aspect comes from, CEO. Yeah, I know that. Okay. We talked about this, you and I. The the guy who's in the fucking uh, pre-show is yeah. the head of CEO. Yep. He's in a hardcore match. Yeah, we talked about that. I just didn't know that, that there's any gaming involved in Fighter Fest. Like I said, as far as I knew, they were just kind of using that event as a venue for them to put on the show. Yes. I didn't know that there was any gaming involved. <sighs> yeah, we know it's taking place there. Hmm. Because he's, yeah, again, he's in the the, the pre-show match that... that uh, I just know the last time we uh, talked Nagasaki. about it on the show, it wasn't clarified as to what gaming or why. So oh, okay. I just figured I'd yeah. state that. Yeah, he's taking on Nakazawa yeah. in, in the hardcore match. <laughs> It'll be a good one. It'll be interesting. Lots of, um, lots of baby that oil. That being said, uh, we got to move yes, on. Yes, we do. Uh, wow. We really got to move Ring on. Ring of Honor World happen? Heavyweight Anyways, Championship uh, match. First of all, I want to say Shane Taylor. I'm picking Shane okay. Taylor. So, yes. my boy. He's going to keep it. Like you said, uh, Heavyweight Taylor. Championship match. We got Matt Taven defending the title against Jeff Cobb. Pasty, what do you get? Cobb. They're pushing the shit out of Cobb. There's no way he's losing this. I can't see him losing right. it. Why would he lose no, it? No, he wouldn't lose it. Until Skrull beats him for it. He's getting the title. They really pushed Jeff Cobb. I think he's, and I could uh, really see Skrull taking it off of him. He's a good one to get behind. Yeah, he's a, he's kind of just a solid dude. He's solid. Yes, indeed. And I think everybody knows, as I've talked about many times, I'm not the biggest Matt Taven fan. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't dislike him, but I'm I'm, I'm not up in arms. Hey, color. not everybody can be your favorite. They can't, except for me. You are. And another thing that's my favorite is beer and wrestling pasty. And it would be so awesome if somebody other than local indie promotions would combine the two. Oh, you mean like Impact Wrestling? Impact Wrestling would be great, but they're never going to have a wrestling show at a bar. No, but they might have a bash at the brewery. Oh, damn. In fact, here's our predictions. That's right, coming in in the first match, we've got a tag match between Rebel and Katie Forbes versus Christy James and Miranda Alize. 
other than Rebel, I'm not going to lie, I'm not very familiar with either any of these gals. <laughs> Same. Which is sad, but that's just kind of. Hey, I mean, bring them up. I need to get. I need to get back into. Actually, I watched the last two episodes. Actually, yeah, I did watch the last two episodes of Impact. So I've been trying to follow Impact because because I've heard really good things, and the last two episodes are super awesome. I strongly recommend them. I like where they're going. They even have a. Uh, I should really 70s. be watching Impact. There's no real reason because it's free streaming on 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 Pluto TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, no, that's all old stuff. Oh, well, I should still, still watch good. that anyway. It's still really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I watch it, too. I watch it on Pluto every now and then. They throw old pay-per-views and old impacts. I think Ring of Honor um, pops I, up on there so, time to time, too. Um, but, um, but the the Rascals, they got doing a uh, sort of that 70s show segment where they have them in a room and they turn to each one and you just see the smoke and you know they're, they're getting stoned, but they don't show it and they're giggling. Oh, man, it's really good. They're, they're having fun with it. I love the, the I love imp, what Impact's doing. I'm going to AEW isn't out yet. So going forward, I'm going to really work on watching MLW and Impact. I should work on NXT, but we'll see where that goes. Uh, with that being said, Pacey, I know Rebel. I'm going Rebel and Katie. Yeah, I honestly, I barely know Rebel. And so I am going with Christy James and Miranda Alizé. But instead of calling them that, I am going to attempt to fuse together their names in a team name to commemorate their welcome to the Impact world. And their new name is Charanda Jizz. Not touching You're not down with Charanda Jizz? I'm just not touching. Charanda Jays. Or Jays. It could be Jays. <laughs> oh, it's Alize, so shouldn't it be Jizay? <laughs> Ch- Charanda Jizay. Oh, and it's Christy, so it should be Curanda. I guess. I like Charanda. Now we're just changing it all up. I just like the Charanda. I just, I just want to call it Jizzy Cheetos and move on. <laughs> okay. Jizzy Cheetos for the win. <laughs> <laughs> Up next, we got Fala Ball taking on Anthony Andrews. Yes. What you got, Oh, I got to ride with the true A-double. Austin Aries for the win. Yes, indeed. Uh, You're going Anthony Andrews, huh? Yes, sir. I'm picking my boy, big boy, Ba. I like Fala Ba. I don't think he gets enough. He's like this generation's Yokozuna. Yeah, yeah, I'd say I'd give it that. Just just maybe not quite as talented, but <laughs> give him time. Yeah, give, give, him, him, time. give him time. All this next match is going to be wonderful. Oh, excited. Rosemary takes on Sue Young. Two of the <laughs> baddest bitches on the planet. Yeah. This will be a fun one. I hope some weird shit happens. Yeah, I mean, good good storyline leading up to this. Like I said, I watched uh, the last two episodes of Impact Wrestling also, and um, good storyline leading up to this between these two. That's all you're going to say? Well, I'll, I guess all, all four of them I'm, that are involved uh, in the long run yeah. in, in all of this, which would be uh, Jessica Havoc, Sue Young, Rosemary... And um, I'm forgetting the, the fourth gal, and I'm sorry to her. That's okay. I know. I'm sure she understands. Uh, what do you got, Pasty? Uh, I got to go with Sue Young. I'm picking the undead bride myself, Sue Young. I, I love Sue Young. I love, I Rosemary. love Rosemary too, but Sue Young is uh, 
She's the the peak of impact horror women. Not horror women. Excuse me? Horror Ex- women. Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> she was going to come and kick your ass, buddy. <sighs> Please don't take uh, me into the casket. Up next, we got Eddie Edwards versus Michael Elgin. And I do want to say that uh, going into this, Eddie Edwards is going down a, a, a spiral path again. This has happened in the past uh, a few years ago, and they're kind of re redoing the storyline. And I like where it's going because I liked it before, where Edwards is just kind of he's going crazy. Uh, they did this with, yeah. actually with Tommy Dreamer yep, I a while loved ago. When he did that with Tommy Dreamer, yeah, that was good and, stuff. And it's happening again now with Killer Croc or Killer Croc. Spider Man. Eddie Edwards has replaced Eddie Brock uh, in the Marvel Universe. Right. Um, no, with uh, Killer Cross, where he he's just gone insane. I take Eddie he Edwards was, as Eddie Brock. He was biting him and got blood all over and his girlfriend is like, what are you doing? You're a different man. And it's like, he's completely flipped. <laughs> so I kind of like this. Uh, Michael Elgin, we all know that I'm just not a fan of Michael Elgin, but it seems Impact Wrestling truly is. I know um, New Japan was a big fan of his also. People like Michael Elgin. I'm the only guy who doesn't. <laughs> With that being said, though... I think building up into the uh, Slammiversary show, I think they're going to keep Michael Elgin looking strong because he's going to be fighting for the championship. So I think it would be wrong to have him lose here. Uh, I'm going to go against you. I was actually already going to pick Eddie Edwards, but even hearing that he's snapping off again, I like his psychotic side. I'm going with E-Double. I like it too. He plays it off really Yeah, he does. Better than Dean Ambrose. Penicillin shot in the ass. That's not his fault, folks. (laughs) Some people Uh, like to shove shit in their ass. And some people like to watch LAX take on the entire North for the The Impact Tag Team Championships. I forget who the North is, but I always think it's funny that they're the North. Like, I'm from the North. I'm not in this match. You're supposed to be there. <laughs> you're supposed to be there, pasty. Why aren't you there? If you're not there, they're going to lose. Uh, they're going to lose because they're taking on LAX, and that's my pick. Yeah, um, this this kind of might be a, a, a spoiler to the next prediction, too, but this, again, isn't a, a major pay-per-view and Slammiversary's coming up. I don't think any titles are going to change hand in this one. Um, I'm picking LAX, and only because Pasty isn't going to show up to help them. Nope. And so they're stuck. Yep, the North will lose. The North shall fall. So it's, all, it's all your fault. <laughs> it's okay. You're a Southern boy, boy anyway, aren't you? I am a Southern boy. Yes. So I'm, I'm down with the LAX, baby. Yes, yes. And then we have the Impact Championship match. Brian Cage, the champion, defending his title against Moose. Moose. This will be Moose. fucking a wall smashing into a wall. Yeah, irresistible force meeting immovable object. <laughs> Just Check. two immovable objects trying to move each other. Oh, this is going to be good. Um, I got to go with my boy BC, British Columbia, Brian Cage. Um, I am going to re- reiterate here one more time. I'm actually not a huge fan of either of these guys. Cage is 
super amazing in his agility for the way he's built. Yes. He should not move the way he moves. I mean, Moose has got some of that, too, but I think Brian Cage has got it better. Kind of. Oh, for sure. Hands down, he does. Um, but again, I don't think any championships are changing hands at this point. I don't like one syllable chance, and that's my big beef with Moose. There you go. Moose. And I'm going Moose. with they call him Cage. It's just it's, it's a dumb sound to chant. It's dumb. So, Pasty, we haven't actually um, locked in our, our votes on this one, but the tiebreaker is... Uh, Michael Elgin is facing Brian Cage at Slammiversary in just one week after this match. Do we see Michael Elgin, who will already have been in a match, interfere in the main event against Moose? Well, I picked the last... Either for or against Cage. I picked the last tiebreaker, so I'm going to let you pick this one. Okay, I'm going to say yes, that he interferes, Good. and I think he's going to interfere to help Brian Cage because he has that match coming up, and he wants Brian Cage. So I'm going to say yes, that Michael Elgin interferes in the main event. I'm going to say no, because I think if he does show up, he is there after the match. Okay. Yes. Which, which would be good as well. Mm-hmm. It makes both of them look strong. I think he shows up either way, but yeah, I, I think not during the match. Not doing that. Yes. So we got some news, Pacey, but folks, stay tuned. Even if you don't want to hear the news, we've got not only WWE stomping ground results and a bit to say about that show. <laughs> Just a bit. But we're going to... We're going to leave on a high note with giving our predictions for AEW Fighter Fest, which again, folks, is a free show. You cannot have a reason yes. for missing it. Download your Bleacher Report live streaming application on all your streaming devices. It's available on PlayStation 4, Roku TV, and probably everything else. Or just go to the Bleacher Report webpage and go to their, um, they have an All Elite channel, and you can watch it right there. There you go. And not only that, but Fight for the Fallen was just announced to be free. I'm sure that's in our news, but I said it now. Ha ha ha. It actually isn't in the news. I heard it rumored, but I didn't hear confirmation yeah, of that, it came so that's out, It came out in the uh, Road to video so from Nightmare Family. Okay, so let's you and I talk about this. The rumor is, and I'm hoping this is true, because I've kind of talked about this irking me a little bit. We're gonna we're gonna go off on a little bit here, Pasty. The rumor is that AEW will have a big four like WWE used to have, and those will all cost fifty dollars to fair. watch on pay-per-view, bleacher report, whatever it is but that they will have their other events, such as Fight for the Fallen, Fighter Fest, whatever else they may have, and those will air free on Bleacher Report. So if you actually divide up the total number of shows, it isn't like you're paying $50 for one show. No. It's actually diluting it it's down like a to $25, buy-in. $30, yeah. something like that. So do you think that's where they're going, Pasty? Do I you do. Think they're going to do I that? I do, because I think a lot of people complained about the $50, and even though I saw value in it, I know a lot of people are spoiled by the WWE Network. And I think this totally will make it so more people buy their big shows. 100%. I'm going to buy them, every, every one going forward, I think. If they're willing to give free shows away, I'm willing to support their other shows because I I don't see value in it. And for this reason, 
And it's not even because WWE gives theirs away for it's $10. It's a rewatchability, uh, isn't it? You can watch it over and over again. I think that's kind of the thing for me. Like, you're going to buy it well, to watch it once. it's just that right now, right now, everybody, I mean, li- listen, they're selling out super quick, right? Yeah. Everybody's talking about them. That is, uh, the honeymoon's going to be over sometime, Pacey. They're not going to sell out every single event right away. They're not going to sell out every single event. They're not, I mean, the, the honeymoon's going to go away. And you can't expect people to want to spend 50 bucks on a wrestling show a year from now. That's just not reasonable. But, yes, if you're doing four that cost 50 bucks and six that are free, I'll do the math in my head and say, okay, it is willing to do it. So, yeah, I I complained about it last week, the week before. I don't remember. But, um, yeah, if that's what they're planning on doing going forward, I'm okay with that. And I, and I think it's big of them. Yeah. I don't think it was yes. their original plan. I think that they're listening to the fans and changing course. Mm-hmm. But that shows growth, right? Yeah, very much so. It, it, shows, it shows that they're listening to their fans in ways that WWE won't. Well, $10 a pay-per-view. I mean, they're listening in that way. I guess, but they're only giving us the wor- the value of $10. You know what I mean? Stomping grounds. <laughs> I want uh, I want fucking eight fifty back, WWE. <laughs> hey, hey, bought me a good nap. I'll give it that much. But yes, folks, it is time for this week's Savage Sentinel. That's nice. our jingle to bring in the Savage Sentinel. I don't think we're going to use it going forward, but it works today. Oh, I'll try to get one out every week. I, I don't want you to. <laughs> Next week, it'll be from the other end. All right, Pacey, I'm going to let you uh, knock down this huge fucking news. Ooh, right all right, folks. News via Wrestling Observer Radio is Vince McMahon issued a mandate during the 617 pre-Raw production meeting that said there will be no more wrestling during commercial breaks. Which at, at first it sounds so good. <laughs> it does, correct. To me it wears off real fast though. <laughs> The idea is that legitimate sports don't play during their breaks, so WWE is adjusting to match their presentation. PW Insider adds that all WWE TV matches are now to end within the same segment and to not run over the course of multiple segments. This went into effect at the same Raw, which is why a number of matches were so short. Apparently, the exception to the rule is matches with multiple falls, and as each fall would take place per segment which explains why there were multiple 203 falls matches on that show which is kind of ridiculous when was the last time you've seen more than one two out of three falls match on a it's, it's just it's gonna become so typical it's got it's dumb I, I don't like it uh, WWE is also considering the idea of trying matches with multiple rounds. There is no word yet on if they will move forward th- with this idea, but has been pitched on some point in the last few weeks. The idea would be similar to the old European rounds system. The Impact Wrestling Impact Wrestling used rounds for the Grand Championship, which was created in late 2016. The concept lasted until early 2018 when it was unified with the world title. Let me say, I really did like those matches, but it has to be done correctly. Yeah, because you're going to take the and entertainment it, out of it really fast. 
Yeah, it has to be the exception. It mm. can't be every match is done this way. It has to be this one match I think is like this for a special reason. The big caveat there, if they do this, it'll make Brock Lesnar matches ten times better. There you go. All you got yeah, to do is survive them till the round, basically. right? It's Yeah. I think I could get on board. I think for that reason and that reason alone. And I mean, I mean, I would be good for Undertaker and Goldberg, too. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, Wrestling Observer Live noted that it was described as a situation where Vince just threw the mandate out there nonchalantly and then moved on, leading several leaving several people a bit surprised. Multiple sources have said they wouldn't be surprised if the new edict is dropped or forgotten about soon. And history backs up that thinking. There's a lot of yeah. yeah. There's a lot of speculation that this idea may have come from Fox Network because Fox wants WWE to be more sports-driven when they bring the SmackDown product to their channel. It will be interesting to see what various ideas they do make. Sure. Uh, what various ideas they do to make yes. sure that there's no wrestling during commercial it, breaks. Yes. Yeah. I'm just going to do that again. That's an hour and ten minutes. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead. Right. It will be interesting. It will be interesting to see what various ideas they do to make sure there is no wrestling during commercial breaks. Most obvious would be more two out of three falls matches, which would get old fast, or DQ yeah. finishes and restarts, which um, ah, it's stomping grounds. Stomp that into the fucking ground. Exactly. Uh, and it, it probably won't come off that good on TV. No, there's reason to believe that this new idea will really kill the live crowds worse than they already do with their three hour shows. Uh. I know WWE wants to be a TV company, but having a dead audience will hurt the TV product as well. For the record, I like the idea of non wrestling, not wrestling unless the audience can enjoy it. It will be quite an art form making that fit the constraints of the eager sponsors who want a certain amount of sell time at a certain time. <laughs> Good luck with this one, WWE. Whew, it's going to be interesting. Lots to chew on on that. The idea, even as you said, the idea is great in theory. In theory. Communism <laughs> is perfect in theory, you know. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Cash for gold, Jeff Jarrett told me, is great in theory. Man, this is going to, this would be, I, I, I'm, I'm going to lean towards the um, what you mentioned earlier, something about um, lasting a few weeks and being gone. I'm leaning towards that. Yeah, probably. Vince is going to get really tired of this really fast, and I think it's just going to cause fan complaints. The 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 thing I can see is if WWE can work with Fox Network and say very similar to NFL, we pick when our breaks are. You can pick how long and they are. And tell us how many we there pick, need to be. Yep, but we pick when they are. So we have a match that lasts 20 minutes. We stay on 20 minutes. Then we cut to commercial break. The only problem is... Like like NFL, there might be a three-minute commercial break. There might be a 13-minute commercial mm. break. But that's about the best way I can see it being, is they say, okay, we're planning. I mean, e even better than NFL, because NFL doesn't know when all this shit is going to happen. Quote, unquote. We know they do, but whatever. Um, 
WWE can say, okay, we're going to put in this match. It's going to be X amount long. That's when we're going to put in a commercial. You, How much time do you need for that commercial? Okay, we're going to come back. We're going to do a four-minute segment instead of a seven-minute segment. And then we're going to put this match on for X amount of time before we cut to commercial break then. If they could sit down and come to terms with that, this could actually work super well. Because the wrestling during commercial breaks is not good. It worked when the Monday Night Wars were happening and when internet didn't exist. You know, another thing that would work is just it's a live program, but it's live in the fact that, I mean, there is commercial breaks, so it runs at a delay, but it, it keeps going for the people in the, in, the, in the stadium, and you could do that. Most, most live shows run on a 10-second delay already, so why don't you just delay it by whatever commercial break? I don't know. That's just my thoughts. So it doesn't air exactly you, live. Like, it'll start airing live, but as commercial breaks, then it just staggers it backwards. So live to tape. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. So they would record a 45-minute show live, is what you're saying, basically, right? Or, yeah, well, well however... No, 40, let, let's say it's three hours. Yeah, yeah. hour and a okay, half. If, if it was an hour show, let's say they would record a 45-minute show live, mm. but then they would break it up as commercials yeah. came. So then it could keep moving for the audience in attendance who paid for those tickets. Yep. But you still have it set up the way you want for TV. I like that. I could see Vince McMahon hating that though. <laughs> Honestly. Cuz it'd be a little bit extra work. Well, it, just because it's not it's not live cuz by the end of the show you're going to be 15 minutes off. People are going to spoil it, which yeah. okay. If somebody's looking to get something 15 <laughs> right, minutes right. early, if people are invested in your product no and people are if people are actually invested in your product, you don't have to worry about that because people won't have their phones yeah. in their hands. <sighs> exactly. So I, I like your idea. I, I don't see it being put into practice, but that is definitely another one that they could do. I don't know what the I don't know what a good I just I don't see this as being the linchpin to get ratings back in any way. It isn't. It, it'll fix something, but it fixes something that doesn't really matter in the long term. Like, I can handle That's commercial true. breaks in my matches, but I understand for the live crowd. But still, you're going to fucking, what, call it a round and then have people stand around for five minutes? You know what, Casey? <sighs> let's put it this way. Until they get me to want to watch Raw or SmackDown, I don't give a fuck when they wrestle. <laughs> Work on getting me to want to watch it and then fix the little problems. Well, but again, if this is a Fox call, which it very well could be, and it kind of seems like it would, it would make yeah. sense. It's in line with what Fox wants. They have to do something about it. And it could be something that's maybe just for SmackDown even. Yeah, it could be. Well, they, they, could, they employed it on Raw this week, though, so that's the weird right? thing. I mean, just to get well, it in yeah, practice. but they're trying it out, yeah. you know. I mean, what if it's just a SmackDown thing and it makes it interesting? What if SmackDown has rounds or, or, or you know, multiple? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, you could play with things. You could make it work. Let's put it this way. A creative person can make this yes, work. Yes, and actually right now when you're at the, the bottom of the well when it comes to the ratings and ticket sales, now is your time to fucking experiment. Um... Can anybody say Attitude Era? Right, yes. <laughs> Remember, they were literally they were literally repossessing the water coolers from WWE Studio or from their, their Titan Towers 
when WWE was coming up with Stone Cold Steve Austin and the Vince McMahon character in DX. So, yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. Pacey. That is what you, that's what it is. This is the time to do yeah, it. Yeah, experiment, get weird. I mean, everybody thought this 24-7 title was going to be bad, and it turns out to be the best thing for your product currently. Uh, what, what they're doing is they're on the right path. You just, I think you need bigger changes than what you're doing. And they have to commit. Yes, and they do seem committed to Bray Wyatt and the Firefly Funhouse segment. And that's got me really excited going forward. I just, I'm not going to tune in until he's actually there doing shit. I'll tell you what, though, Pasty, for the folks that were tuning in, if they were really eagle-eyed or if... They record every episode in freeze frame constantly, which obviously look some on folks the internet, did. Because it's a, it's well, pretty somebody everywhere. had to come. Somebody had to find it, <laughs> right, though, right? Yeah. Somebody's freeze framing every second of this shit. During this week's RAW, Abby the Witch was in the background of a buffer segment that saw the Miz getting ready to come out for his Miz TV segment. But Pacey, wait, there's more. Really. That wasn't the only Firefly Funhouse reference on Raw, as Mercy the Buzzard was in the background of a backstage segment with Kofi Kingston, the WWE champion. Oh, shit! But wait, we got an add-on. There was also a pig sighting on SmackDown during a Daniel Bryan-Eric Rowan segment, and the... Fat Mac thought was dead rabbit <laughs> in the empty seats behind Mandy and Sonia. No, the rabbit can't be dead. None of them can be dead because they're in purgatory. They just come back. Didn't he make jelly? He did though? make jelly. Or jam yep. or something? But the, the punishment okay. is they keep coming back. Okay. So there you go. So this is kind of cool. I like it. I hope there's more to this. I hope like either he's going to help or hurt these people that they're popping up in the segments of. I hope he stays off for six months or more. I know you do. And just keep doing these little things. I fucking love this. The thing is, the longer they keep him off, the longer it's going to be till I'm willing to turn in. I'm not tuning in until either. As soon as he steps in a ring. It's over. You know that, right? Uh, maybe. History tells us as soon as he steps in the ring, it's fucking Unless over this for is him. the golden gimmick that actually gets him over. It's this not. Is, Did it's you happened not to, see Sister Abigail? It's happened to so many people, though. Did you not see Sister Abigail? <laughs> Ask Cody Rhodes if this is what's fucking good for uh, him. I just want him to stay in the back. He's doing fat. This is awesome. We're talking about this. People are freeze framing Raw to find these puppets. Do you think anybody's going to be re-watching a fucking Rob Bray Wyatt match against uh, Eric Rowan or against fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or whoever the <laughs> fuck they're going to put him up against? No. <sighs> I love him. I love him as a wrestler. I think he's super talented. But this is the best he's done, and I want them to just fucking... I don't want him to just blow their load. Yeah, but if they wait too long, Vince could get bored of it and just shoot the gimmick when it comes out anyway. You know what I mean? That could be the best thing for Brad. Just let him go somewhere where he's appreciated. I really think he belongs in WWE, but he belongs at the top. He does. He could be he best does. used. I mean, I've said it since the beginning as a replacement Undertaker, but did nothing like the Undertaker. Just that what if face they- of horror. It would be great if they could bring him down to NXT or somewhere else where he could actually get to be a main guy and still get 
to show off his creativity. You know, they're working with Evolve lately, Pasty. Yes, they are. As a matter of fact, Evolve's 10th anniversary celebration, Evolve 131, is Saturday, July 13th, and will stream live on the WWE Network beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central Time. Hmm, I wonder why. It's huge. Why is Evolve on the network on Saturday? What's on Saturday? Fighter Fest. Yeah, but it's not at the or same time, fight for is the it? Fallen? Yeah, Fight for the Fallen. My fight for bad. Fallen, yes. They're too they're very close in the name. They're they're fighting <laughs> and they're festing. They got two Fs, they got fight, you know. <laughs> Be a little more creative, AEW. That's what happens Come when on, you got try. four EVPs. They just Oh, I got this great oh idea. Gosh. It's kind of a spun off of your idea. Oh shit, we're gonna run with it. But uh we're just doing Yeah, it. it's going to be airing from the former ECW arena. Which is badass. Yeah. The special show will feature Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak, which would be great. Yes. As well as NXT champion Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa, which will be... Which will be better. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Drew Gulak is really good. Matt Riddle, though, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're all good, but come on. Adam Cole and, and Tozawa, well, that'll be funny. Like, it'll not, be a lot not of fun. in WWE constraints? Yeah. Oh, oh! I, I, I spooged it a little. I'm sorry. <laughs> But what could make Adam Cole versus Akira Tozawa even better than just a singles match? Well, what if the NXT title was on the line? Oh, I just blew it. Oh, oh fuck. The load just went. It's going to be a good one. Pants. Um, I'm calling it now. Cole's not losing to Tozawa because Tozawa couldn't no even way. win the 205 no live belt. And if Tozawa does no beat way. him, then Cole's not going to the main roster. Sorry. <laughs> so why would WWE put Riddle, Gulak, Cole, and Tozawa all on an Evolve show? Is it just because it's their special anniversary? I'd have to assume it's because it airs against Fight for the Fallen, and it's just WWE. It could be that, which is probably true, but also, Pacey, all four men are actually former Evolve competitors. That's really awesome. They have history in Evolve, so that is really cool. (sighs) So is there a chance that this could just be the first of many Evolve shows on the WWE Network? You know, obviously, this is because of fight for the fallen. We know that. I think it's. Let's I think it's really funny that. that they're having NXT UK take on AEW. They're having NXT yep. take on AEW. They're having Evolve take on AEW. Yep. But they won't put Raw and SmackDown up there to fucking <laughs> lose because they know they will. Because <laughs> they know they will. <laughs> um, my main question is: First of all, I think this is awesome for WWE Network. For it's fans, really for good everything. for Evolve this, because for Evolve, I'll still check yes. this out. I'm not watching it live, but I'll still check it out later. Exactly. <sighs> I won't watch it live either. I'm going to watch Fight for the Fallen live for free. For free. Thank you very much. Um, but it makes me wonder if WWE didn't see. That Evolve's show was going to be then, or if WWE didn't tell Evolve to put their show then. It'd be interesting if any news comes out on that. And, and probably nobody will know, so news won't come out. But that that's just the biggest question in my head. Did, did WWE see this was happening and decided to strike? Or did WWE say, hey, your 10th anniversary show is sent to air two days before Fight for the Fallen? What if you aired it on Fight for the Fallen? <laughs> and they're like, please, God, no. And we'll air it on our <laughs> network. I mean, if they if if WWE says they're going to air it on your network, you'd wait fucking a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. 
Evolve's 10th anniversary or a year and a half away. Sorry, and folks. And I mean, at least the show's in, in New York, so, like, you're going to have a different crowd there than what would be going to AEW. Uh, uh, Philadelphia, oh, Philadelphia? Okay. I, I thought ECW's arena was in New York. Why the fuck do I you think know. Philadelphia's ECW is in New York? I don't know, because I don't know. They're the Philly crowd. Okay. Oh, my Cheese gosh. I, I guess it explains I Paul Heyman. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. For the record, folks, Pasty just made a Jew no. joke. Um, I made a fat, bald, and greasy send joke. Send your hate tweets to him. <laughs> <sighs> I happen to like Paul Heyman and Bill Goldberg. I also like Scotty Goldman. <sighs> Cole Cabana, here's to you. Mazel tov. <laughs> Let's move on to our injury report before things get more weird. All right. Time to find out who Jude it this week. Oh, my God, Pacey! <laughs> well, Pacey, this is actually really bad, really somber, and even though I'm not a big fan wrestling-wise of this person, I really got a, a sinking feeling in my stomach when I found this out, and I didn't like to have to write it out, but here it is, and I'm going to say it. While getting a medical examination, actually for her WWE return... Oh, God. Nikki Bella discovered that she has a herniated disc above where she had neck surgery back in 2016 and inflammation around the metal in her neck. Now, that's bad, and that would uh, postpone any comeback that she had coming. But, pasty, it gets worse yet. Doctors actually discovered a cyst on her brain. Um, 100%. This spells the end of her in-ring career. She will never wrestle again. Yeah, that's pretty rough. You never want to see anything no. like this happen to anybody, but you don't want to see anybody's career taken away from them. If their career is taken away from them because of something they do, that's yeah. fine. That happens. It, it sucks, but it happens. I mean, I never wanted to doctor. see her in a WWE ring again, but I don't want her no. to be injured either. I just wanted to stay away. I didn't away. want a doctor to tell yeah. her that. I wanted her or Vince. Well, maybe to tell now her she'll you know Daniel I mean? Bryan through it. Um, no, you know, probably not. This this sucks. Yeah. This sucks. Um, again, I'm not gonna. We've never bullshitted you here at Beef Sticks Podcast. Like you just said, none of us were looking forward to seeing her in the ring again. But I don't like that she doesn't have that choice or that Vince doesn't have the no, choice. No, and anything wrong with your brain is really, really scary. Oh, just ask Pasty. Uh, yeah. There's a lot wrong with me. Kill the Jews! Uh, what? <laughs> mm. I joke. Let's let you take this next one. All right. Speaking of Evolve, Pasty. Yes. Undisputed Era's Kyle O'Reilly is currently dealing with a staph infection. Did he get that from Colt Cabana? I might have made up this. I might have made up the staph infection because I was thinking of this story. <laughs> Colt Cabana's got an injury, but I don't know what the fuck it is, folks. <laughs> According to Pro Wrestling Sheet, the former Red Dragon sheet? received stitches on his back following the fatal four-way ladder match at NXT Takeover 25 on June 1st, and. For obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Jesus Christ. And those stitches recently developed the staff infection. He has missed NXT ring time as well as two Evolve events due to the infection. He is expected to be healed up and back in action within a week or so. Thank goodness. 
Man, yeah. Undisputed Era is just, their members are kind of riddled with injuries, and there always seems like somebody's hurt. And They are, but they're one of those groups that kind of put everything out there no matter mm-hmm. what, so it, it comes with the territory, yeah. which sucks. But, um, hey, um, WWE, you know, some people, injuries keep WWE from ever investing in them. WWE seems more than willing to invest in them. And maybe it's because, and this might be to their benefit, Pacey, that there's four of them that even when one or two of them is out, you can keep the UE name out there. Yep. So, Maybe they'll learn a lesson. Maybe they'll bring more factions into the fray for that reason. What if, what if, and this is just me marking out 100%, this has nothing to do with reality. What if WWE just let Undisputed Era be the one faction that just stayed together from beginning to end and never split the fuck up? That'd be beautiful. It's not going to happen. <laughs> oh my God. Roddy Strong is, Roddy you know, Strong's going to take that championship off of Cole. You could bring one or two people in and let them leave, and you could let, like, a Roderick Strong leave and then maybe come back in a few years or something. But what if what if they just kept it? What if it was their NWO, but they didn't fucking dilute it like <laughs> WCW did? It would I be would awesome. Just, it, would be, it would be great. I and I think, you know, that, that, that group is Triple H's baby. That's his next DX, you know what I mean? I think I, from what you hear and read about it, I think he's really into this group, and that could help them in mm-hmm. the long run for sure. It could definitely help them. Um, you know, they got a wounded knee, but they're going to keep walking because each one of them is a crutch. Hmm. Somebody who won't be walking from a wounded knee is Lars Sullivan. Oh, shit. I don't give a shit. So <laughs> what you get, you racist fuck. I don't ever I don't ever want anybody to be injured. We've said that before. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's racist and not entertaining. But as Uncle Meltzer had put it, uh L- Lars Sullivan's knee injury was worse than he anticipated. But we don't know more details than that. He underwent an MRI during the week, and the only stuff we heard is that the company believes he will be out six to nine months for racism. I'd be surprised if he comes back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not gonna lie. He, he ran ran gonna lie. away with anxiety the first time. This is a uh, this is a good excuse to just get him the fuck out of here. Yep, he he didn't perform well in the in the couple of op- opportunities they gave him to, and I think after everything went down in the first place, it was really hinging on him coming back and showing them he can be that monster. It's good though if he's gone because it's going to give Braun Strowman the ability to be that again. You don't need to even across Maybe. two shows. There's not really a brand split at all anymore. Honestly, what, what they need to do with Braun Strowman is is put him in a tug of war. <laughs> that's the only thing that's going to get him over. Because yeah. all wrestling fans want to watch a tug of yeah. war. Yeah, I bet we get a lot more of that too with this no wrestling during fucking commercial breaks. Oh my gosh, <sighs> I would have a fucking heart attack. <laughs> it's just as bad as the fucking arm wrestling matches of the Attitude Era. You know what? Who you know who doesn't want a heart attack is poor beautiful Bobby Eaton. Paste. Do you remember him from back in the day? No. Right? <laughs> yes, you do. Anyways, he was hospitalized late last week. Uh, it was initially rumored to be a heart attack, 
But Jim Cornette, of course, you know, being the manager he is, he cleared that up. He, he wrote on Twitter, he did not have a heart attack, but congestive heart failure and fluid buildup in his chest, legs, etc., causing his heart to work harder. Uh, medical personnel calls that a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much simpler with- than that. <laughs> His heart failed and fluid just built up all over his body. His heart was working real hard. He was just blown up. Being treated with diuretics, changing meds, heart rate down, pacemaker is fine. The situation is improving. And he said that he thanks all who are worried. So we are glad to see good old Bobo. Um doing well. You know what? There probably is a slight difference between what they said and... <laughs> Not much. <sighs> he had a heart attack, all right? Uh, go home, Cornette. Um, good go old home. Bobby Eaton, you know, folks, you know him from the Midnight Express, one of the greatest tag teams of ever, and of course, Jim Cornette, he's family to them. Those guys worked together decades and spent more time together than most families or wives and husbands ever do. So, um, we love him. We love beautiful Bobby Eaton. He, he's he's uh, an amazing, amazing, amazing talent. I, I can't say enough about him, honestly. Uh, but it's a fucking heart attack, Cornette. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Man, from injuries to legal news, the train just keeps on rolling. Rolling off the rails of a crazy train. And it's the moment we've all been waiting for, folks. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) According to PW Insider, Phil Brooks, CM Punk, as some might know him, has filed a countersuit against Scott Colton, a.k.a. Colt Cabana. This story never ends. Oh, oh, it's the lawsuit that never ends, and it goes on and on, my friends. <laughs> Some people started. Suing, not knowing what for. Knowing what it was. <laughs> and now continue suing just forever, just because <laughs> CM Punk's a he dick. He is a dick. <laughs> uh, Chicago made punk. I hope he never joins AEW. Can we have, can we can we be unanimous in saying of all the people that we hope joins AEW, let's fucking hope Punk never fucking joins AEW. I can't AEW. do that. I'm okay with him making a one-off. I will say that. I'll go out and say I'm okay with him making a one-off. I don't want him to be regularly employed in any fucking pro wrestling show that I'm watching. As long as I don't have to know him personally, I want him to wrestle. And I want him to wrestle in I know what he's doing personally, though. That's what bothers me. (laughs) It bothers me, too. And it bothers me more that I can't be unanimous with you. I can't. I can't. I'm sorry. All right. Well, go ahead. I'll let you Uh, The Chicago Made Punk is seeking $600,000. For general manage- damages. Boy, I bet he wish he won that fucking UFC fight. He would have gotten that purse. Oh, that bronze medal probably looks good hanging on his wall, though. That it does. <laughs> He's seeking $600,000 for general damages as well as interest and legal fees in response to the amended lawsuit that Cabana filed in August of 2018 in response to the breach of contract by Brooks after his legal team dropped Colton as a client. 
I heard he also wants a pat on the back, a thank you, a kiss on the cheek, a tussle on the top of his hair because his father never gave him that. Nice little pat on the bottom like they do in baseball and just a little lickage of the taint between the nuts and the asshole. Just shit my pants on SmackDown Live. Please retweet. Yeah. Basically, this is a fucking real mess between these two fucking former tag team I know, champions, best friends. multiple best time friends. former tag team this is champions, be you and, and I best in twelve friends. years. I already hate you, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Yeah, sue me for six hundred thousand dollars. You don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Uh, I love you too. This is just. It's... I will never sue you until you make money. <clears throat> I, pro- I promise I will never sue you until you have money. <laughs> All right. I'm putting that out. I'm putting that out there on beef sticks right now. All of Cloud Style. I will not sue Pasty until he has money. Okay. And then I'm going for everything I can fucking get. So this get. is just a little history on the whole spiel. But in 2015, Dr. Chris Amon sued Punk Cabana for comments that Punk made on Cabana's podcast where Punk said, among other claims, that Amon misdiagnosed an uh, MRSA staph infection as a fatty deposit. Come on, we know CM Punk doesn't got no body fat. You're a fat. You're just a little fatty. Punk claimed that a very different doctor said that it was his penis. A very different doctor. This motherfucker was purple. Purple and oblong. That's not a fatty deposit, Punk. That's your penis. It's okay, <laughs> little chub. It'll, it'll happen. It's okay. You're fine. You're fine, Punk. We feel bad for AJ, and we and we have a catalog of different uh, remedies that could help her. But you're fine. <laughs> Yes, but Punk claimed that that very different doctor said that he should be dead after wrestling with a staph infection for months. Should be dead. The jury ruled in favor of Punk and Cabana, and they did not have to pay anything to a man. Punk had... I wish they would have ruled in favor of the doctor, and Punk would be dead. <laughs> the doctor's right, you should be dead. <laughs> Cabana had sued Punk last August for a breach of contract and fraud over legal fees related to the lawsuit. Macy, you remember the old days when I used to be the one that kept the fucking show yes. on track? What the fuck oh, happened Oh, I'm editing there? this week, my friend. I see your oh, game. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> fuck. I didn't even think of that, but now I'm going all out, buddy. Uh, <laughs> Punk Go had ahead. to cover Colt's legal bills in a contract. However, Punk's legal team dropped Scott as a client. Cabana got his own representation after their falling out. Cabana's seeking $200,000 for his personal legal costs and additional damages. Punk claims he spent $1.2 million in legal fees between himself and Cabana in the Amon lawsuit and was never reimbursed, which he stated violated fundamental principles of justice, equality, and get this, good conscience. <laughs> it's like it's like the old uh, Superman cartoon. And he, he fights for America, justice, and uh, the honest way. <laughs> yeah. And that had breached their contract. Punk also noted on the, that the podcast with Cabana was immensely popular. However, he never received any compensation for it. Good luck with that, Punk. Oh, We've been trying for years. <laughs> You don't even do this shit weekly, you bastard. Oh, God, how good it must be to be him. You know what? 
the guy the guy has steady income and he goes to bed with AJ Lee every night and he really doesn't it's have to do a goddamn I'm, thing no it's horrible that I'm envious <laughs> of this worthless bastard it's so bad that he's such a shitty person and I just want to see him wrestle more He's such a shitty person that I want to be. And the thing is, it's a nostalgia factor. He's going to come back to wrestling. I'm going to be like, oh, this ain't so good anymore. (laughs) And he's not going to be good at wrestling if and when he does come back because he's going to be so rusty and out of it. (sighs) Pacey, like a fucking month ago, I made that argument. You argued against me. I'm happy that you're finally turning to that. I say these things, but I don't mean them. I love CM Punk and I can't. Well, it's true. He's going to suck when uh, he comes back, if he comes back. Pacey, anyways, <laughs> to finish this up, Cole Cabana's side must respond to the countersuit by July 3rd. I hope he sues him for like $65 million. Dollars. Just throw some outrageous counters. The worst part is this is going to keep going on and on and on and on, and they're going to settle for a, quote, undisclosed amount, and we'll never know what the fucking right. end is. Oh, it's by like, the end like of this, they're going to be best friends again. Basically, it's like watching a fucking porn and your internet goes out and you don't get to see the money shot and you're sitting there with a fucking hard on and you're looking at the goddamn peach sitting on the counter and you're like, fuck, I guess I got to finish something. <sighs> uh, speaking fucking about a peach. disappointing yes. finishes, we're yes. fucking a peach. Either way, you got WWE stomping uh, groans. Stopping groans. Oh. I stopped and I groaned. I napped a lot. Actually, to be honest, I was like, fuck it. I'm not watching it. But then I watched one match I heard was good, and I watched the very end, which Pasty said was awkward, which it was. Yes. <sighs> Before we get into this, Pasty, just give me a little bit about the show. Yes. WWE's first ever Stomping Grounds pay-per-view had attention-grabbing low attendance. And we shared these photos on our Facebook page. Just if you haven't seen oh, them yet, sad. like it's so sad. Just yes, sad. at the Tacoma Dome in Tacoma, Washington, the home of Daniel Bryan. You'd think he, him being there would have some kind of a play, but nope. it didn't. Other than the fact that he had a very face uh, reaction to the crowd and it was fun. But uh, half of the seating was curtained off to hide the empty seats, despite a decent line for walk-up tickets before the show. And a lot of free tickets were given out on the day of the event. How come nobody goes to fucking uh, uh, Redwood Falls in Princeton, Minnesota and says, hey, here's a bunch of free tickets to a show that's uh, three blocks away. Come right. visit us. Oh. Even if they came and said it was three states away, I think you'd pick it up. I <laughs> Three states away? You know how much money that is, Pace? A little bit. A couple oh of tanks God. of gas. Yeah, that's that's already a full <laughs> ticket right there that you paid for now. Now, don't you feel sheepish? Defy Wrestling's Matt Farmer noted on Twitter that there was around 6,000 fans in attendance. Ouch. Which would be one of the smallest WWE pay-per-view crowds in a very long time. Possibly even in history. (laughs) It's a first. And taken into consideration that the Tacoma Dome holds around 18,000 fans after the production and equipment is taken into account, that's one-third capacity. Oh, that shit. is That's sad. Shitty. Pharma also noted that there were tons of comp tickets and a lot of two for one ticket deals were sold. And I heard at the lowest at $20 for two tickets. Uncle David noted on Wrestling Observer Radio that the paid attendance for Stomping Grounds was between 4,000 and 4,500 fans. 
He noted that tickets were being given away at the mall earlier in the day. Man. And everybody said AEW wasn't going to have an effect on WWE, but it sure shows. You know, I uh, honestly, I, I'm going to disagree with you. I don't think AEW is having an effect on WWE. I think WWE is having an effect on well, WWE. I, I think I think I more think fans would still be there way, with their fucking honest. Stockholm syndrome if they didn't have a viable alternative. I I don't. I think the people that I I just really don't. I I don't think there's that many people. I could be wrong, but I I don't. I I think this is WWE doing it to itself. Uh, WWE's always gone in ebbs and flows, so to speak. And um, I can't remember the time it ebbed this low or flowed this low. Um, the early 2000s, the early 90s, the late 70s. It's, yeah. The times that I didn't this watch. Exactly. That's the point. Uh, so we're going to start this uh, card off with the best match of them all, I think, in my opinion. And that was on the pre-show with Drew Gulak defeating Tony Nese and Akira Tozawa for the 205 Live Championship. Pretty fucking epic. Epic. That was my pick, I do believe. That was your pick. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I didn't watch the pre-show. Again, I watched one match and then the end, so that yeah. was it. I caught uh, just the I've end of the pre-show. That this match is really yes. good. Very much so, from what I so saw. I did I, not see the whole thing, but I did see the finish. I wouldn't mind going back and watching this, but I ain't going to lie with how much wrestling we have to watch. This is never going to come up on my radar again. Mm. So I'm, I'm sorry to Gulak, Nice, and Tozawa, who probably put more into this than 90% of Vince's backstage staff that got paid 90% more than they did. Um, but that's your choice. You have to decide if you want to stay on the pre-show or if you want to go to AEW, MLW, Impact, whatever. Yes. And if we go over on this podcast, I'm not willing to go over because of stomping grounds. So we are going to rip through this rather quickly, talking on the things we need to talk about. But we're going to give it about as much attention as we gave it when we watched it. So let's do, let's just knock All through right. it then. I'm down with that because I didn't All watch right. it. Becky Lynch defeated Lacey Evans in a match that I kind of just started to doze off partway through. I heard that this was a match that could have been a full episode of Botchamania. <laughs> That's what I've heard. And I heard they have no chemistry No, they together. don't, but... Which is sad because I love Lacey Evans and I love Becky Lynch. Yeah. But I well, I mean, if they horrible. had chemistry, it would just be Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. That's all. You know what I mean? Lacey Evans is Charlotte Flair. It's pretty much the same thing. I was hoping more talented. Yes. And then Move we on. had Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn defeating the New Day. Um, bringing yeah. bringing you up two to zero. Ricochet defeated Samoa Joe. <laughs> I watched this yes. match. This was an awesome match. They both showed who they are. Um, great things to say about this match. Go back and watch this yeah, match, Yeah, I folks. definitely think it's worth it. I, overall, I don't think this pay-per-view was awful. I just don't think it's worth your time. I think the matches across the board were pretty decent. There was some stinkers, but across the board, it was all right. For 10 bucks, it's all right, but... Yes. 
I didn't. I didn't. Why don't you bring in our next one? Ah, <laughs> uh, we got Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan defending their tag team championships against Heavy Machinery. Now, I did hear a few positive things about this one. The only problem is. I've even heard that people who watch WWE said that WWE has not given them a reason to care about either Daniel Bryan and Rowan or Heavy Machinery. You know, I thought this was a really, really good match. I I didn't expect it, but Heavy Machinery is very entertaining. Uh, Otis more so. I think there I think if they ever split, Otis is going to be a huge comedic act, but he'll be a huge star in his own right. He's very entertaining to watch. And I really, I just, I like the, Rowan's a big guy like them, but Daniel isn't. And so it put this in a very non-typical Daniel Bryan match kind of range of motions. And I I really liked the play here. Sort of a heart, the original heart foundation with with just Bret and Neidhart, right? Yeah. I I, I thought this match was a lot better than I had expected. And God, do more of this stuff. Like... I never would have thought Daniel Bryan versus these guys. No. Next, we had Bailey defending her championship against Alexa Bliss. This is basically a retread of their old feud that didn't work before. Only Bailey is the champion and Alexa isn't. Uh, didn't hear good things about this one. Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre and Pasty and I both said there's no fucking reason for Roman Reigns to defeat Drew McIntyre. But so he did. Fuck, fuck you. you, Roman Reigns. Go to bed. Oh, I hope you get cancer, Roman <laughs> Reigns. Done that. I said it. Uh, Kofi Kingston defended his title against Dolph Ziggler. That's good. As we mentioned last week, Dolph Ziggler gave up titles. He doesn't need to fucking right. win uh, This was a pretty good match. I had hoped that with Kofi Kingston and Dolph Ziggler, nobody would try to escape and they would just keep the match in the cage and have a solid match in the cage. We almost had that. I heard the actual end was good. What did Kofi like dive yeah, through the door or something? Ziggler, Ziggler was dragging himself out. out, arms first, army crawling, and Kofi just kind of dove through the ropes to win it. Cool. That's it was good. after That's Ziggler style. hit him I with. Like uh, I think Ziggler hit him with two or three super kicks beforehand. Still, that's cool. That's that's Kofi's mm. mo. So it's cool that he mm. went it that way. I like but that. I would have much preferred a finish that, in the ring and maybe a submission finish. I also heard they didn't use the cage no, enough. But that's not that's not what it. I wanted from this. You know, Dolph wanted it okay. to keep everything on an even keel, I, I really wish it would have stayed. You you don't get there cage matches one, in WWE. There was one cage match in the fucking pay-per-view. I didn't want them to use the cage. Okay, pasty. Uh, Moving on, Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin and kept his title. I heard this was a horrible fucking it was, match. I heard nothing good about it. It was really it. bad, but what's worse than the match is I think what happened after the match um, Seth Rollins was really seen. Did you see? Like, you see the fucking times, love in his eyes he when he's talking. gazing at her. Well, he said at least one time he was like, "Come on, let's do it." Vince I, I really wants you to kiss me say, in the ring. Come on, let's do it. He's trying to get yeah. Becky to kiss him. He wouldldn't kiss him. So Becky just slaps him know, on the Baron ass. Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin made. Uh, uh, Lacey Evans, the special guest referee, Becky Lynch ended up coming in, beating up Lacey Evans. In the end, um, a regular referee came in and Seth Rollins won. And then Lacey and Rollins were in the middle of the ring. And Rollins was trying to get some love. Not in from it, Lacey, like. from Becky. Yes. Well, well no, from the, the other ref. 
Uh, whatever his name is. He was trying to get some ref love and he wanted some zebra action. He's into that beast. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, he was trying to get some love from uh, Becky Lynch and she kind of hey, and, and you know it's because he's Vince's boy because Seth Rollins came out with some fucking tweets this week. I was like, holy shit, you're sucking the dick of the company real hard. Oh, we haven't even talked <sighs> about the... the I, I don't know if we'll have time to talk about Seth and, and uh, Will Osprey, <laughs> just, but it, it's, it's a big sad. thing. Everybody listening probably knows it's about sad, it. It's sad because we all know Seth uh, is a guy who should be giving props to these guys. And I think he is. Yeah, no, no, now that he's the top guy, Vince is, he's talking, Vince is talking through him and Vince wanted them to kiss because yeah. he wants that to be the big thing. And Becky wants to remain, you know, liable on her own. It's John Cena and Nikki Bella <laughs> right, all over right. again. Except Nikki Bella has a fucking no, cyst on her brain. props to Becky Lynch for not kissing him. It would have been cheesy as fuck. It would have been. Honestly, I hope they the don't man. stay together for long because it's just going to be bad. I hope they do in reality. I don't know about on air, but in reality, but the f- problem awesome. is it's already been um, brought on air. So it's like, uh, no matter what, no matter what, this is. is always going to draw attention to it. The important thing, pasty <laughs> max six, pasty five. You I lost did lose again. So we're trying to end on a solid note here, folks. And we have the AEW fighter fest predictions. This should be an awesome show. Yeah, we're hoping it's an awesome it's show. Not, let's let's have it be an awesome show. <laughs> Oh, yes. we want it to be a great show. So we got three pre-show matches. What is it? What, what the fuck are pre-show matches on a free fucking pay-per-view, Pasty? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know either. We're going to find out, apparently. <laughs> but we have three pre-show matches officially. We got Kylie Ray versus Leva Bates. This just came up in the last uh, less than 48 hours, Pasty. Yes. I, I I definitely have not heard of this match yet. I did not have my pick cast. You didn't even pick your but cast. But I've casted my pick as of now, and I'm going with Leva Bates because Blue Pants. Blue Pants. Fuck yes. Um, Kylie Ray took the pin at the last pay-per-view. And losses and wins do matter. I don't know if that counts on a pre-show, though. I, uh, yeah. Who knows? And who knows if they will in the long run. We hope they will. They say they will. But um, with that being said, I think Kylie Ray is someone to push. And I think Leva Bates is somebody to put in their show and have a name for somebody to beat that they want to push. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Seems like they're going to have a love so, angle between the two librarians coming up. Or at least the, 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 the male librarian is falling for Leva. That, that seems like that's where they're going, which I'm, I'm kind of digging. I'm kind of digging. But I'm going Kylie Ray. Kylie Ray. Yes, and then next we have a three-way for the bye in the tournament to declare the inaugural tag team championships match with SCU Kazarian and Sky versus the best friends Chuck Taylor and Trent Breda versus Private Party Mark Quentin and Isaiah Cassidy. Yes. Not very familiar with the Private Party. This is a long ass fucking title. Yes, it is. This is a private hell of a party. Match. Should have Joey Ryan matching it. it it's a private parts. That's a different thing. Um, I'm going with private party. I know that. I think almost everybody, including you and I, know very little about private party. The one thing I do know about private party 
the Young Bucks specifically picked them because they wanted that tag team in their organization. So if that's a tag team that the Young Bucks thinks is going places, I'm going to fucking put my chips on yeah, that Yeah, but horse. wouldn't you make them work for it? They can still get there if they don't win this match. That is true. I got to go with the BFFs. I was set for SCU up until just now. <laughs> but I'm thinking uh, Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta are going to get the bye. I, I think any of these Honestly, three, again, whoever wins show, this is not winning the tag team championships. I'm hoping Private Party takes it the whole way. Well, we will see. I, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Actually, well, wait a second. I'm thinking Private Party could take it the whole way. I would be hoping SCU could take it the whole way. SCU would be awesome, and that's why they were my picks in the original, but I think it just kind of makes it makes sense for the best friends because it gives them the boost, but it also they probably won't be the tag first tag team champs. So right. I think SCU stands a chance. Private Party probably stands a chance being the, the Young Bucks pick. Yeah, BFFs. And the, the okay. third and final pre-show match is the hardcore kickoff. With oh, Michael Nagazawa versus CEO Gaming's Alex Jabaley. Oh shit, he doesn't even Is that wrestle. Like a Bailey Jabroni. That's a Bailey's Jabroni. <laughs> I gotta go with Nagazawa. That baby oil is gonna be kind of hard to grip him. I'm going with Nagazawa. I hope the guy just said. Hey, you guys can have the event at our spot, but uh have have Akira Tozawa and Nakazawa ever had a match together because I think that would be one to see. I'm just fucking shit. They're up, just man. loud and in your face and I think they'd have a very fun match together. I think they would have a great match uh. together. Um I don't know of any of they had. Uh yeah, I, I this uh, fucking CEO isn't winning. Get the fuck <laughs> no. out of here. I know hardcore a hardcore match makes it to where anybody could win, but I hope uh, let's put he, it this he, way, he could Pasty. win with some help. Well, let's put it this way, and we've said this before, and we're gonna continue to say it at least for the next year. If AEW is trying to prove itself to be a pro wrestling company, they will not have a CEO of a gaming company beat an actual pro wrestler even at a hardcore rules match. So that that's where I'm putting my chips. I'm saying let's let's hope that they're building an actual pro wrestling company. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Uh, next, we have a grudge match, Pasty. It's SCU versus OWE, but it's a one-on-one -on -one yeah, match. Yeah, Christopher Daniels versus Seema, which doesn't seem like much of a grudge match in the buildup because Christopher Daniels is talking about how he came up with Seema, and Seema was the one who kind of showed him the ropes over in Japan, and he's got a lot of respect for him. It doesn't seem like there's any hard feelings whatsoever. So, I don't know. I don't know that there's hard feelings, but... SCU lost to OWE, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they they have a, this is a return bout, you know. They have something to prove, both of them. They can have respect for each other and still have something to prove. <laughs> He's not going to prove it. He's losing to SEMA. Yeah, I, I think, uh, <laughs> I think, 
Awesome. I mean, honestly, SCU is your it's your team. It's your it's your enhancement team. Really, that's the way I look at them. They're good and they can do good things, oh but they're God, there to pasty. Oh my! They're God. there to build up and put over others. You just said they're, they're there. there. Two theirs, different theirs, there. spelt differently. Um, yeah, I'm going Shima also, but. I don't. I I never like to go against Christopher Daniels, but yeah, for uh, sure. I don't like to go against Christopher Daniels, but for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, what? There's pride on the line. I'm, I'm going to say who I think is going to win. So yeah, OWE takes <laughs> this one. This next match will be good. A fatal four way, or a four way. I don't think they can use the fatal terminology. Or a four fatal way. <laughs> Or a way for fatal. way. <laughs> How about a ladle in the foreskin? Hangman Adam Page versus Jungle Boy versus Jimmy Havoc versus Maxwell Jacob Friedman. And boy, doesn't Jungle Boy seem out of place in this match? Jungle Boy. I think that's where he's going to. That's kicked. the area he's going to live in, though. He's going to be in out of place matches. He's- for now, he, he's gonna lose, and he should. He's brand right. new. He should, um, but they're gonna push him. He's gonna. I could see Jungle Boy being the one, two, three kid of AEW. Yeah, mm. you know what I mean. Where it's like he he loses, he loses, he loses, and then he sparks that one, just that. That one little storyline that sets. Oh, him I think where he's golden is in the tag division with Luchasaurus. That's that's where I think he's going to have his most shine, at least for the first we'll long see. time. Uh so who you got on this one? Oh, I'm I gotta take MGF. I you know what? And and really, I was on I was on the fringe. Because I'm moving more and more towards, and you've said it, so I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to say, like, you haven't had any influence. I'm moving more and more towards Adam Page being the first AEW champion. But I think in a four-way, you can have MJF win without Page losing. And I could even see Jungle Boy taking the loss. I'm going MJF. Yeah, see, I'm torn between Page, Havoc, and Friedman, but oh my MJF, gosh. I think, is my favorite character in AEW, and so I'm riding with him, too. Next up, we have Cody, not Rhodes, versus Darby. We named our first pay-per-view after him, All In. Well, he wasn't even in All In, was he? Yes, he was. No. No, but they named him after him. <laughs> he wasn't in it. He was it. That's him. He is All In. I honestly in. don't know anything about Darby uh, Allen. Who the fuck is Darby Allen? Face paint. I know that much. Uh, I think Darby is going to beat Cody just to get him over in his first match and to get him over in the eyes of the crowd because I think a lot of people are like me and don't know who he is or where he came from. So. <sighs> I'm going to let you know a secret, Pasty. And it's not a secret I've kept horribly hidden, but I've never said it out loud. You love Cody? No, no, no. Seems like a secret you could have kept hidden. But you're partly there. 
I think Cody is the Triple H of AEW. Cody will always book himself to look the best. He might book himself to lose from time to time because he has to, but I think Cody, Cody, Cody has a huge fucking ego that he has to stroke. And I think um, if he strokes it, it's probably only on their big shows, though. That's where I'm looking at it. I, I think he's definitely not letting Darby Allen, who you and I don't know who the <laughs> fuck he is, win. So Cody wins this one. I, um, Co- I, I, I have no faith in Cody. None at all. Sorry. I, I've got faith in Cody, at least as a businessman. You know what? As the young kids say, sorry, but not sorry. Which makes right. no fucking sense. But neither does Cody! <laughs> Get the fuck out uh, of here! You're a mid-carder who keeps putting himself in many oh matches. Boy. You make no sense. Man, Get it the didn't fuck take long after here. double or nothing for you to go right back to that, did it? He doubled uh, his nothing! What did you get, Cody? You doubled nothing. That's zero times zero. You're at zero. It's okay, because when Darby Allen wins this one, you'll have to give Cody a little bit of credit again. I'll be happy with that. I have to give Cody credit because some jackass yep. beat him? What fucking sense does that make, Pasty? <laughs> doesn't that mean he's fucking worth it less? It means that he doesn't value himself as the top star in the company. I think Cody knows he belongs in the mid-roster, but the fact is that he's at the top of the company. I think that's enough for him. But, okay, uh, so, let's, so let's say this, Pacey. Let's, let's be realistic. If Cody loses to Darby Allen and he's still collecting a check as executive vice president, we're assuming that he thinks Darby Allen is above him? No. Or are we assuming that he thinks... He's above Darby Allen, even though... I think Cody knows it's important to put over young talent. So you think Cody knows that Darby Allen deserves a bigger paycheck than he gets from All In, or from AEW? Okay, so we agree that Cody Rhodes is a jackass. No. Thank you. Moving on, we got the three-way match, Nyla Rose... (laughs) You have to admit, Cody Rhodes, come on, buddy. I have faith in him in, in the business standpoint. I know, but he doesn't deserve it. Rio versus Yuka Sakazaki. BC, you're up first. What do you got? I'm going with Rio. We had a big, a kind of big segment on Rio where we kind of talked about her whole upbringing and, and background and everything and she's super talented way beyond Kenny her Omega years. is ultra behind her by the way oh for sure uh, as we mentioned former tag yes. partners you know what I mean and former mm-hmm. competitors both so super awesome I've got nothing but the most respect for her in fact I would almost say she's probably the most talented out of all three of these what I am going to say is two things. First of all, I mentioned last time, I've got the biggest crush on Nyla Rose. I love her. I think she is great in the ring. She's super sexy. And I don't care that she's transgender. Suck it. I don't <laughs> give a shit. 
also, so what I'm going to say is, first of all, I think Rio has the entire the entire lifespan of her to become one of the greatest women in the world. I don't think she needs this right now, and I think that she will definitely grow and become one of the best things ever. Nyla Rose, I'm behind. I think she deserves it. I think she can carry it. And I'm going to say something that is controversial, but I'm going to say it. Pacey, it's Pride Month. Nyla Rose is transgender. I think she gets it at least for that, if not just because she's fucking amazing and I'm in love with her and I, I want to have babies with her. I get where you're coming from there. I just think Nyla Rose doesn't start winning until she starts getting in one-on-one matches. It just makes it easier for her to I lose them. I want to have babies with her. And you can. Yes. Thank you. Well, as long as, as long she's as okay I with it. I have your permission. No, no, I have your permission. She doesn't have a say <laughs> okay. in it anymore. Two right. out of three. Two out of three. <laughs> yes. And then up next in a non-sanctioned match, we have John Moxley versus let's be Joey honest, Janela. Me and Nyla Rose would let's be honest, me and Nyla Rose would be non-sanctioned. <laughs> would you? No holds barred. It would it would be non-sanctioned. <laughs> we know that. Um, Pacey, is there any jackass out here who doesn't think Moxley's going to beat Joey Honestly, Janela? I almost picked Janela. I was real no, close. I'm so no, close you that you're saying I didn't and now I'm going to change my pick. I don't I'm, change, I'm going Joey Janela. I'm don't going with Joey Janela. It's it's a horrible horrible move, but I think even still, I might got you beat on the rest of the card. You might have me beat on the rest of the card, but that is going Double J. I actually think you have. Uh, I think I have you beat on the tiebreaker. To be honest, probably. Uh, we're honestly, not we're yeah, not there yet. Yeah, yeah, we're not there. No, yet. they've had Jake the Snake doing a bunch of stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the the main event is a six man tag, which should be awesome. It's the elite, composed of Matt Buck, or Matt Jackson. I'm sorry, Nick Jackson and Kenny Omega, versus Penta Cerro M, Phoenix and Laredo Kid. I don't know a whole lot about Laredo Kid, but I know this is going to be a fun match. This is going to be a great match. Apparently, um, I, I don't have it up here, so I'm coming off of memory, so I don't remember who it was. But apparently, the Bucks seen a match from um, AAA with was Laredo Kid versus someone else. I don't remember who it is, but he's super famous, and I should know him. And he beat him, and they were really impressed by him, so that's why they picked him to be in this card. That could all be made up also. I didn't get I didn't get that actually from Matt Jackson. I'm sorry. But um they're high on Laredo Kid and uh, you know what? The Lucha Brothers have been shit on ever since they've been appearing in AEW and I hope AEW quits sucking their own dick and lets the talented people actually fucking win. But they let the Lucha Brothers Get win the their tag team championships here. back. When? Yeah, at AAA. When? At AAA. When? 
win. They let the AEW championship. No, it was AAA Tag Team Championships, and Lucha Brothers won them back. I know. So they got their win, just not in AEW. But the elite didn't have any control yeah. over that. That wasn't yeah, their choice. I, it's Triple H's championships. See, I still see Lucha Brothers being the inaugural tag team champions of AEW. I hope they are. They, they should I, be. They I, think it's, I think everybody I think, knows I think they it's not that they should be. I think it's they will be. Yeah. But anyways, I'm going to go with the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. I think they deserve a win. They've been shit on how many times so far. From AEW that they deserve a fucking pat on the goddamn. Oh, they do, back. they do, and I won't take that from you. But I'm going Omega Bucks all the way. Oh, I'm sorry. I mean, you might be real high on Laredo Kid, but when it comes down to the they Jacksons the versus the Lucha Brothers and Omega versus Laredo Kid, I think I got Omega versus Laredo Kid every time, at least for now. There you go, and they yeah, the all that too. But I think this is It's a free pay-per-view It doesn't really matter It's not for the tag team championships That is true This is not um, This is definitely I not think, I think all the EVPs Want to get nothing. themselves over Yes But I don't think it's at the expense of a title And I think that's where it's going to be You know I think that's where they'll bow it as. That's kind of going to be You know Kind of one of the big Signals. And don't get me wrong, the Bucks should have, have the AEW forward. tag titles, but I don't think it should be all the time, and I don't think it should be right away. Well, no, they shouldn't. I, I don't think they shouldn't. I don't think they should. It's like, if you're going to start a promotion, why not? Yeah, I don't know. We'll yeah, see what happens. Everything's we'll see still what happens. up in the We've air. Seen, we have seen so <laughs> many companies who are run by pro wrestlers suck their own dick into bankruptcy. Yep. Yep, it, right. it happens all the time, and I mean, uh, AEW is not all beyond that. The time. They're not beyond that. They're in a distinctive advantage They're position over WWE happen. right now, selling out so fifteen thousand tickets in fifteen minutes or whatever. Yeah, so so it'd be great to see them not suck their own dick into bankruptcy because we want them yes. to stay around. So having Hangman Page be the first champion, having the Lucha Brothers be the tag champions, having somebody like Nyla Rose or Dr. Britt Baker be the women's champion. I think Baker first, but I think Rose has a long run with it afterwards. um, Yeah, but but as opposed to having um, fucking uh, uh, um, Rhodes... Brandy. I think of her name now, but yeah. Brandy, yeah. I mean, let's just let's just let the company mm-hmm. grow and let's as wrestling is proven, let's let the owners have to struggle to keep their shit up. Oh yeah. And you're gonna have a lot of fun down the line when the EVPs butt heads too, because that's gonna happen to cause extra turmoil. Oh, oh that's yeah. gonna happen. It's gonna be good. Honestly though, looking at Brandy in the women's division, I see her as the only head of AEW that's going to be the first champion of their division. Oh, I think I she is. I think the way that she plays the women's division and how she brought in Awesome Kong, she like pulls these strings. I think she's going to be the first AEW Women's Champion, and then get that real good heel heat. She won't keep it for long. I think Britt yeah. Baker probably takes it off, or Kylie Raven, or what's the one she's got the problem with from Impact? Her Ring of Honor, goddammit. Yeah. 
Pacey, with that being said, is there anything, uh, we have a few notes to be talked about afterwards. Is there anything you want to bring up after the fact? Or no, I done? do think we are good folks. There's a lot of stuff going on in the upcoming week, and we will be back next week oh to bring God. you all of the juicy results and details. We can't oh get over gosh. these multi-pick weeks. It's, uh, it's really insane right now. There's it's too much so good, good wrestling. It's so good. Just stop it. No, no, no we stop. don't want Never you to stop. stop. It. Never stop. But unfortunately, folks, it is time that we stop. So, for Beef Sticks Podcast. Yes. With that being said, folks, I am drinking Excelsior Brewing Company a Dragon Fruit Milkshake IPA. And it tastes like a watered-down IPA with a little bit of fucking cranberry juice thrown Poopy in it. Sad. I'm sorry. Just want to mention that. would have been that. a thing to bring up for Impact's bash at the brewery. <laughs> I know. But I'm also Fat Mac, and this is Beef Sticks Podcast. And my name is Pasty. For Cloud Stop Broadcasting and Beef Sticks Podcast, we are signing off.